Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. Our current series is called Recharge, and we're looking at the stories of different characters in the Bible who had unique experiences in the desert. We've already heard about Hagar, Moses, and David. Today, we're looking at John the Baptist and how he called people out of their everyday, challenged them to change, and pointed them to Jesus. John the Baptizer, not to be confused with Jesus' disciple who wrote parts of the New Testament, was the son of a priest, Zechariah, and his wife, Elizabeth born to them in old age under miraculous circumstances. An angel appeared to Zechariah and said, he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We later hear about John from all four of the gospel writers. Although he was the son of a priest and could have served at the temple like his father, John instead lived a rugged life in the desert. Now, we often associate the desert with a lack rather than an abundance. Certainly, it can be a tough, arid and inhospitable place. A few weeks ago, Joe Gisby unpacked that in the original Hebrew, the root word for desert means a place of speaking. In fact, we've seen that isolation of the wilderness can become a place of reliance on God for him to provide divine deliverance and renewal. The desert is a place of separation, preparation and revelation. It's a place of spiritual significance, of power and connection. The Greek word for desert used in the New Testament is eremos, and it can be translated as a deserted or desolate place, solitary place, lonely or quiet place, or even wilderness. John the Baptist was the Bear grills of his day, living off the land, eating locusts and wild honey, wearing clothes made of camel's hair and a leather belt. His wild existence combined with his prophetic challenge and he cried out to the Israelites. Now, this was kind of new in those days. Since the prophet Malachi in the Old Testament, there had been over 400 years of silence from God's prophets. Um, So I guess for those people to hear this man of the desert full of conviction announcing the coming of God's kingdom must have caused quite a stir. And... Rather than going around the towns and the villages like Jesus later did, kind of visiting different places, John called people out of their normal daily lives. He invited them into the Eremos, that desolate, lonely, quiet place. Just like the Israelite exodus from Egypt and like Moses and Elijah, John challenged people to return to the place of speaking, that place of separation, preparation and revelation of power and connection. And his message was really simple. Repent and be baptised. In the New Testament, the word from Greek is metanoia. Metanoia, it's a compound word of meta, meaning after or with, and noio, which means to think or perceive. So actually repent translates as to think differently afterwards. Um, And in the scriptures, it's often paired with another Greek word, epistephrio, which means to turn back. 
implying a complete change of conduct. So together, they convey a sense of complete transformation, or as we might say today, a change of heart and a change of mind. Right now in the world, it's often easier to justify our own position, to block or cancel alternative voices, rather than deliberately examine our conduct and have a change of heart. But being a Christian means we constantly acknowledge that we get it wrong and we ask God to forgive our mistakes. In fact, Jesus' first command recorded in Matthew 4.17 was to repent. It's not a sign of weakness to repent. It's a mark of maturity. Not weakness, maturity. And when John the Baptist called the people into the desert to have a change of heart and to realign with God, they flocked to be baptised in the river as a sign of them changing. They wanted to get in on the coming kingdom of God. He called them out of their everyday, challenged them to change. Even the self-righteous religious leaders soon came because of John's popularity, and he called them out for hypocrisy. And he wasn't even afraid to challenge the morality of King Herod, earning him the reputation of a fiery prophet. Many people thought John might be the long-awaited Messiah. Others claimed he was Elijah reborn. Certainly he had that spirit and power as was prophesied. He even fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy from 700 years earlier as a voice of one calling in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. And we know John's teaching had a big impact, even after his death at the hands of Herod. In Acts, we learn of Apollos from Alexandria who followed John, um, and Paul met a group of John's disciples in Ephesus. But, and this is amazing, Despite his fame and his obvious anointing from God, John was really clear about his own identity and purpose. Instead of growing his ministry or capitalising on his success, John consistently pointed everyone towards Jesus. He said, he must become greater, I must become less. John called people out of their every day. He challenged them to change and he pointed them to Jesus. Has God been doing the same thing with us? These last 18 months, you may have felt like that you're in a desert. We've experienced a lack of many of the freedoms we take for granted. Maybe in all this turmoil, God has been disrupting and calling you out of your normal daily life. What if this dry desert season is actually a place of separation, preparation and revelation? A place of spiritual significance, of power and connection. Perhaps in this uncomfortable place like John, God is calling you to repent, to change your heart and your mind and realign with his purposes. Where do you feel God's spirit prompting you now? And could this be an opportunity to ensure that your life and your actions point others to Jesus? Do other people praise God because of you? Can you say with confidence, he must become greater, I must become less. My prayer is that we come out of this dry season recharged and expectant for God to move. Today, whatever your circumstances, may you experience his goodness.